Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap, they're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. I swear you wait for the, the three seconds that we have the mics hot to make any sound. So, Jimmy. I was so pleasantly surprised because I come walking into the studio here in uh, Toronto, Canada here, and Melissa's sitting at the production desk, Sean. I thought you said pleasantly surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa said, so So just so you know, Melissa doesn't work in the office anymore. She's, she's full-time remote Good. now. Oh. So I come in, and Melissa's sitting here, and I'm like, what the hell are you doing here? And, and she said, oh, I felt like coming in, so... We were catching up talking cats a little bit, Sean. That's what we were doing. Well, that's nice. We're going to talk cats an awful lot Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern because Jimmy has dedicated an incredible number of resources to this one-off podcast that we're doing. But we're going to raise money for a good cause. Also, uh, guys, I'm on Cameo now. 100% of the proceeds will go to uh, animal shelters and causes in my local area. That is my cat. His name is Kofi. Did you really put the, the 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 tie on him, or did my team do that? No, uh, he's it's like a little collar. It's like a, a Velcro collar that goes around him. And why the hell do you have that? Just for pictures? He was going to prom, Jimmy. Got it. Well, yeah, so tomorrow, Thursday, February 10th, like Sean said, 3 o'clock Eastern time, this is going to be a special one-off non-wrestling live podcast. Uh, I called the series Outside the Ring, and this one is called The Cat Cast. And our guest is going to be Dr. Sarah Wooten. Dr. Sarah Wooten is a longtime veterinarian and journalist. She's going to be the guest. Uh, we are going to take uh, Super Chats and Humper Chats live. If you like have a cat or have ever thought about having a cat, that's the perfect podcast for you. 50% of the proceeds are going to go to the Toronto Cat Rescue, which is a no-kill uh, 100% voluntary, 100% donation-based charity in Toronto, Canada. And the other 50% is going to go to Canines for Warriors, which is the charity that Sarah requested uh, that provides, uh, uh, I think, therapy dogs to veterans. So uh, 3 o'clock Eastern time, Thursday, February 10. It's going to be very interesting. And Melissa put this on my desk this morning here. So there you go. I might keep this up here just as my – this is Oliver, it's right? good. No, that's Kofi. Um, oh, Kofi. Oliver, Kofi. Oliver's right. the one with his tongue sticking out that you have on a stick. Yeah, it's around here somewhere too. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So we're I'm gonna have some fun with these. So okay, well, be good tomorrow, guys. Leave a thumbs up on this video. Please subscribe. You can send super chats. 
uh, that little dollar sign down at the bottom of uh, youtube.com slash Fightful. You can also send Humper Chats. You can send those whenever you want. If after this show you go, by golly, you know what? I can't watch the AEW show live, but I want my question or statement read on the air. Go to HumperChats.com and you'll get them uh, read on the air uh, later on, on demand, so to speak. A couple of plugs really quickly. I dropped an interview with Larry D. I drove out to the bar that he's working on. Uh, it's his first only interview so far since he left Impact Wrestling. Uh, so that is up now. Uh, there is an AC Mac interview over on Fightful Overbook. If you don't know what Fightful Overbooked is, go check it out. It is a great new podcast network that we have spearheaded by uh, Joel Pearl and Jeremy Lambert. And this week, I'm going to drop an interview with AJ Styles. I'm very happy I finally got to interview him, but uh, we also have something. We, I got something good or fun coming on list goes on today too, Jimmy. Really? I'm gonna I'm gonna recklessly speculate. That's what I'm gonna do. But I'll talk more recklessly. about that whenever we we get to that part. Awesome. So if I bring up anything related on the on the regular podcast, you're gonna say wait till the list goes on. I assume. Correct. All right. All right. Well, the first thing I want to do is I want to give condolences to the family of Candy Divine, yeah. former uh, AWA Women's Champion. She just passed away at the age of 63, which is young. Uh, apparently, she had dealt with a series of health uh, issues over the last year and just passed away at 63. So my condolences to her family. Like I said, former AWA Women's Champion. I wasn't a massive AWA fan in my younger sure. days, but I know the name Candy Divine. I absolutely remember her from those days. Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. Always sad to hear, uh, especially someone who, uh, you know, someone that so many people grew up watching and and uh, trailblazed a lot of things for a lot of people. So uh, send our condolences to the friends, family, and fans. There you go. So uh, the thumbnails got Ronda Rousey. Sean told me we get more, uh, more. Uh, what was the what was the word? Listen, listen. I don't. I don't need that stuff publicized jimmy but i said you <laughs> always do sean, this is what sean loves about me because i just talk you know what i mean you have no fun, you just <laughs> blurt shit out you're like rick yeah. flair on all of his podcasts i kind of am because i just i just don't care so let, let's start with you, AEW. you just arbitrarily blurt shit out and i'm like hey listen every freaking week we've got vince mcmahon in this thumbnail or it's some part of WWE. my charm it's part of my charm is so, Vince McMahon in the thumbnail, or are you blurting shit out? Me blurting shit out. But me like, it's always, out. I can always count on it being like Ronda Rousey, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Vince McMahon. And I'm like, yeah. hey, Jimmy, AEW stuff does better for us. I figured so, the casual know. masses appreciate that stuff, you know? Well, well, this may come as a surprise to you, Jimmy. We run a pro wrestling website, and pro Could wrestling fans point. come to our website. Could be a fair uh, point. Could be a fair like point. It's like people saying, Oh, well, what you got to add this context for casuals. I don't think many casuals follow me. I think it's probably wrestling fans. Yeah, I don't think you need to keep expanding on it. I get it. So back on January 12th, I posted on Twitter and I mentioned on this pat a podcast that I felt, in my opinion, that outside of the top talent in AEW, they were lacking when it came to character development and they were lacking when sure. it came to quality of storylines. And I said that, in my opinion, I felt that they were masking it by injecting surprises and by injecting renowned stars into segments in order to pop the crowd. And here we are now, February 9th, and I stand by that. And I, I, I feel like nothing has changed in the last month. And what's going on again this week, which feels like it happens a lot now, Tony Khan on Twitter is pushing a quote-unquote big announcement related to a free agent debut on AEW Dynamite this week, which happens to be tonight, uh, February 9th. He referenced that the person is walking through the forbidden door 
And so there's all kinds of speculation and everybody knows what kind of names are being hinted at. My first question for you, um, what is your opinion on AEW's tendency to rely on things like this, new signing surprises, because they do it a lot. So what's your, what's your opinion on that? It's a bit of an ECW method. Like they would rely on that, but they wouldn't hype them up that much. Um, I, I I agree with you more now than I did a month ago because that's before we found out that Leo was leaving and I was hopeful and even confident that that Dante Martin story would be seen through with Leo involved. And I, I wish they would. I wish they would have just had Leo come in to tie up that loose end and and then worked on it. I think that the company is relying on rematches far too far more than they were a year and a half, two years ago. Uh, that being said, I, I give it a lot more leeway because these matches matter and the records matter and wins and losses matter. So it, it, it doesn't expire quite as quickly for me, but they do seem to be relying on the surprise, surprise, surprise thing. And all due respect to Lance Archer, like, Nobody expects him to win the world title tonight. Now, I know this is a bridge to uh, or a, a gap that is being bridged until revolution and likely Adam Cole. But um, I do think that there there could be better things to supplement the the mid card that is not Dan Lambert. Yeah, right, right. And what are your thoughts on the surprise? I know that you said uh, that the talent speculates Keith Lee, but nobody knows. I don't know as of now. However, what I'll do is on the list goes on, I will recklessly speculate based on the rumors I've heard. Now, keep in mind, when stuff like this happens, my inbox is a goddamn mess. I could imagine. It is everybody saying, I know who it is. I know who it is. It's got to be this person. It's got to be that person. No, it is this person. This person's there. No, but this person's there. But an exec said this. I'll recklessly speculate. On the list goes on right after uh, this because what I don't want to do is post it here and somebody take it completely out of context and post it. Right. Uh, at least if they're going to post it out of context, um, I got to pay five bucks for it. Awesome. FifaSelect.com, by far the most subscribed Patreon in pro wrestling. Credit was spotted Rossap. on Earth. There you go. Spotted on Earth. On Earth. Spotted. Um, awesome. Um, but yeah, let, let's talk about, let's at least talk about that. Um, yeah. Without, so that, that got, that's what everybody's talking about this week. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of names. I mean, Keith Lee's one of them, but there's a lot that have now, they're now past their non-compete. Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, Samoa Joe, you know, there's, I know some people have suggested Jeff Hardy, but I think he's still got time left, but otherwise like there's a lot of names. Now here's, here's my question for you to go along with this. You remember when Christian debuted? Yes. And Tony Khan really overhyped him. Uh, I think he made reference to like one of the greatest of all time or something. Like he really overhyped him to the point that when Christian debuted, with all due respect to Christian, because it wasn't his fault, but Tony Khan got a lot of criticism because there was sure. actually some disappointment that the that the signing was Christian Cage. Do you think that if let's say it is Keith Lee and Keith Lee's the guy that comes out? Do you think that Tony Khan is gonna get criticized for that because he's hyped it up so much? Or do you think that There'll, there'll be general satisfaction if the name is somebody like Keith Lee as opposed to Ray Wyatt. I can't remember. I, I I feel like it was a Dane Cook quote I saw, actually. And he said, no matter how good something you do is, there will always be people that think it's not good enough or mediocre. There are people 
that are going to look at Keith Lee and said, oh, WWE's leftovers, they didn't want him, he wasn't good enough for there. I mean, those people would be fucking idiots, mm. but there will be those people that say that. I'm going to read Tony Khan's tweets because he he said, I have some more info to come tonight on Wednesday's announcement. I wanted to let uh, the, the, the start and Jay Lethal match speak for itself before addressing Wednesday's surprise. And he said, I have a surprise. On Dynamite Live, a top wrestler will walk through the Forbidden Door this Wednesday and debut in AEW. More info to come. Thank you to everyone who joined us for a great rampage. The Forbidden Door can be opened for anyone from any promotion in the world, mm. whether or not it's a company AEW is on good terms with, even if it's someone from a company that's open for business. They're also welcome to slam the door in the face of their prior company. And uh, then they said... Um, Isaiah Cassidy has earned a qualifying match for a spot in the face of the Revolution ladder match with a TNT title shot at stake. His opponent will debut Wednesday, plus sign a contract with AEW. <laughs> then he says, the big announcement for Wednesday's Dynamite that we referenced on Rampage, a free agent debut, and the person walking through the, the forbidden door are one and the same. They're walking in the door, signing a contract, then slamming the door shut on Wednesday on Dynamite. Now, I get the feeling, Jimmy, that Tony is very excited yeah. based on that tweet storm because that's like me when I get a big scoop. Like I want it out there immediately, but sometimes you got to be strategic. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to be, you got to, whoo, boy, you got to, you got to get it. <laughs> you got to be careful. Now, of of the definition in which I know of the Forbidden Door is that uh, it's New Japan or another company or something like that. Christopher Hart sends a super chat says Zarian says it's not Josh Alexander and use of the Forbidden Door makes sense. Again, I'll recklessly speculate yeah. on that uh, on Fightful Select right after. But um, I have not heard his name mentioned at all. And Tony Khan has set up. Maybe there's even more surprises. Well, hot diggity dog, Jimmy. I like I I what I'm not excited for is as a enemy of the show, Bob O'Neill said on Twitter, all the discourse tomorrow about what is and isn't the forbidden door. Yeah. Like, oh God, I, I don't even want to think about how the Twitter Twitterverse is gonna act there. Okay, so I heard somebody say, Oh, it should be Cody. No, it shouldn't be Cody. That would kill so much goodwill with the company. That would be awful. He's that not would gonna be do horrible. That. He no. wouldn't, he surely he wouldn't do that. No. Surely Tony wouldn't do that. Don't call me Shirley. Josh says, no matter who debuts, some people will hate it. Yes, some yeah. people will hate it. Some yeah. people will say he overhyped it. Some people will, yeah. will cut into the criteria. We will do that as well because that's our job, but yeah, but some, some some will love it regardless. Some will love it regardless. Yeah. Uh, Bryson Yee says, sorry for adding to that DM mess, Sean. Buddy, it's it's all over the place right now. But I want to ask you I want to ask you a couple other questions related to this. So the first one is Dynamite last week slipped below 1 million viewers, uh, for, I think for the first time since the move to TBS. And that was despite having the the big main event of CM Punk against MJF in Chicago. Uh, they were down 13% uh, in viewers at 954,000. They were down almost 15% in the key demo. First question, do you think that Tony Khan, knowing that viewership you know, was down for Dynamite, feels the need to do this to kind of keep the momentum? Do you think that that is sure. one of the big reasons why he's doing this? Sure, that's the reason why you hype anything like that as right. a surprise. Um, kind of like the lights on, lights off thing. 
I think you probably shouldn't, unless you can deliver on it, don't, don't even hype it. Just, just have it do that. I remember listening to a Bruce Pritchard show and he said, if you have to get a replacement, you better make sure you over deliver on the replacement. If you under deliver on it, you can addition your audience be like, uh, well, uh, Brent Lockman says just for Jimmy's airplane reference. I've never seen that movie. Yeah. It's uh, uh Leslie Nielsen. I said, don't call me Shirley. Yeah. Uh, Hannah says someone on Twitter said the free agent signing tonight should absolutely be Cody Rhodes. Have him win the match, make a big deal about signing a new contract, then debut the real person after. I mean, that's not bad because then Cody that, would get the heel reaction. That's not bad. That would be good. Yeah. That would be very entertaining. Um, yeah. That would be funny as hell, to be honest yeah. with you. You definitely and, need the real person, though, 100%. You need the real person. And then person. Cody is mad that that they did that. Yes, that would be great. If it was just straight up Cody, oh boy, would that be bad? Yeah. That yeah. would be so dumb. Now, I wanted to ask you one other thing. Do you remember a little while ago, there was a picture of Tony Khan um, at a football game and he was holding the clipboard and he had matches written on it? Yeah, he's talked about it too. Okay. And I, I suggested to you, and this was, this was a little while ago, I suggested to you, I questioned if he was starting to feel burnout. Sure. Because he's running the wrestling show every week. Plus, he's involved with the football team. Plus, he's involved with the soccer team. I know that he's also got a, a tech company in Boston. I don't know how involved he is, but he's got a tech company in Boston. When you look at, you know, how things are kind of lacking when it comes to creative now and how character development's not very good outside of the guys at the top and viewership, they're, they're not able to really get over that million hump, it seems, in viewership. I do question if he's feeling burnout, and I do question yeah. if he's going to this crutch of surprises because he's feeling burnout. And it's going to happen. He's got so much on his plate. What do you think AEW, in terms of a product, is missing right now? What do you think they're lacking? Okay, so a, a little bit of freshness as far as some of the matchups go. Now, granted, that's because I was spoiled for like a year and a half, and they weren't doing like any rematches, and almost nothing was repeated except for a lot of the Orange Cassidy feuds. I feel like that's one of them. Um, like they, they they push some talent, but they get into repeat feuds where they have the same matches over and over and over again, or at least combinations of the same match over and over. And I know that's a sort of how you build some feuds, but for me, it, it does get a little bit eh. Um, they're... Okay, somebody's saying they never explained who Dan Housen is. Well, you don't need them to explain who Dan Housen is. We explain it in the new Fightful magazine. Go to FightfulMag.com. Articles on Dewdrop, Jake Paul, EC3, Nate Marquardt, Minoru Suzuki, WCW Revenge. FightfulMag.com. Uh, a lot of that stuff, Jimmy, like Dan Housen, is better left to the imagination. I don't need them to explain to me who Dan Housen is because Dan Housen can't explain to me who Dan Housen is. And the crowd reacted. Yes. Like, so you, their, you, their audience knows. You don't necessarily need that. Plus, I like the idea of people looking up my interviews to find out who Dan Housen is. So maybe I'm a bit biased. Or FightfulMag.com. Sure. I, I think trios titles would really, really help. Really? I really think, think so because you've got a lot of stuff on like Rampage and Dynamite that is like there. I yeah. know there's concern with saturating the company with titles as with any, but I think those would really, really help. I think if that happened and the first feud was Undisputed Era, Paragon or whatever they're called against the Elite, I think that would condition the audience to be like, these are cool titles. And I feel like they can do something in AEW that 
ROH or New Japan or WCW back in the day when they had six-man titles, never did, and that's treat them like they're important. They've done that with the tag titles, although less of late. Like, mm. uh, half the time I forget who the tag champs are uh, mm. since since Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus won them, but they're, I, I would like to see that happen a little bit more that way. There aren't as many just throwaway trios matches as well. Well, I do want to say on a, on a positive side note, Punk versus MJF last week, uh, I loved the blend of old school and new school in that match. As a longtime wrestling fan, I can't remember the last time I saw the spot where the heel uses a foreign object and then puts it under his armpit and gets the pin. And then when the referee like raises his hand, the, the foreign object falls onto the, onto the mat. I cannot remember the last time I saw that. Yeah. And I never thought in this era that that would work. Yeah. And for them to pull that out, I loved it as an old school fan. I loved it. But then really to go with, it. to go with that stuff, they had, you know, more modern elements. I mean, punk even pulled out the Pepsi plunge. Yeah. So I personally loved the old oh, school I, I, and the new school in that matchup. I love the Pepsi plunge. Like I made it the thumbnail on Wednesday because I was so excited about it because it was one of those things that you would only like, like kind of hear about. Uh, yeah. Austin K uh, when you would hear about like maybe being pitched in WWE, but it wouldn't happen. I should specify. Uh, Austin case is not sure you'll be talking about them later on, but any update on the Briscoes coming to AEW? I want that debut more than any other. Haven't heard anything since they popped up backstage, uh, a few, uh, like in December or so. Reminder, guys, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats at humperchats.com. Tremaine Perryman says, I know you argue constantly with trolls about spoilers on Fightful Select, which everyone should subscribe to. I have a question. Forgive me how this sounds. Does knowing things before they happen make wrestling better? Um, I mean, for me personally, it's a bit of a disassociation because that's just the way that I consume wrestling these days. Uh, I don't think that I would enjoy it any less or more if I was a fan just in general and didn't work in this. I would like it just the same. I probably wouldn't know as much stuff. Obviously I wouldn't seek it out as much, mm -hmm. but um, that's I've, I've always liked that kind of stuff. Like when I was a teenager, I liked that. And Van Twinblade says no Saudi blood money shows. What watch black wrestlers matter on the 19th instead. I mean, sure. Yeah. I think that sounds like a good idea. We've got uh, Mr. CJ Lilly saying, Hey, Fightful One, to clarify how many Alexa segments have been shown, because we've had at least five at this stage. Each attire changes a new segment. I would imagine that's what it is. I know you're the one that asked about the Alexa stuff recently, and I posted that report. They had nine of them filmed. I don't know if all of them will air, and I don't know if each one, like when they double up, counts as an individual segment. Sorry, mm -hmm. I wish I could uh, provide you a little more clarity on that. What else you got, Jimmy? Uh, let's go to Ronda Rousey. So, uh, she comes back at the rumble. Uh, they treated her as a baby face. Good crowd reaction. Her first night. I thought lots of speculation that they're going to do Ronda Charlotte. And, and we talked last week about how that doesn't make any sense because they're essentially heel versus heel from a, from a wrestling fan perspective. It's a man probably not just not knowing that, not getting that. Um, after Ronda won the rumble and we didn't talk about this last week because quite honestly, I didn't see it. She did an interview with WWE.com uh, with, with Sarah Schreiber. And she was, I guess for lack of a better word, very tough 
on Sarah Schreiber. Like she was just a very tough interview. It wasn't a scripted interview. It was improvisational, uh, improvisational, but she was very tough. And, and Sarah would ask her, you know, so what, what led you to come back? And she was just tough on her. What do you mean? What led to my comeback? Why wouldn't I want to come back? Uh, she's just being very, very tough. Then raw happens and facial expression, you know, remember, remember the first time she came out, she's always smiling at the crowd yeah. on her debut. Very kind of just a bitter reaction. Uh, not a very good promo. Uh, she, she said in the, in the, in the interview with Sarah Schreiber, uh, talking about the crowd reaction, she said, I'm not falling for it this time was what she said. Sure. Then, then a Twitter post uh, surfaced from, I believe it was August 3rd after Ray Wyatt had been let go. She referred to the fans as idiots uh, she said something about, uh, oh yeah, when, when Bray was participating in the ring, you, uh, chanted, we want beach balls. Now he's gone and you're chanting, we want Wyatt. Then on February 3rd, just a few days ago, I think it was February 6th, just a few days ago, she's doing a Facebook stream where she's playing video games and she acknowledged that she's having a hard time dealing with the fan reaction to her. Um, did you hear that after raw she actually got a, spe a speaking to she was spoken to by wwe officials because of her demeanor in the promo she came off like a heel in the promo did you hear anything about her supposedly getting spoken to by wwe officials after that raw segment is this a report that i missed out on Meltzer reported it uh i have not heard that but it would not surprise me at all so i mean i have i mean i've covered ronda's entire career i've i've was there when she beat Misha Tate at Strike Force. So none of this surprises me because I saw how she reacted to to media interviewers both in an official capacity and in a journalistic capacity years and years ago. So this is not a surprise to me whatsoever. Um everybody's the hero of their own story and and uh, with a lot of the criticism that Ronda Rousey gets, I know it's very easy for people who don't get that type of attention to say just ignore it, just just forget about it. It is so easy to say that mm. when you're not constantly harassed and bugged and shit's made up about you and people assume things about you and things like that. I'm not going to say that's what contributes to her aloof demeanor or anything like that, but she got it to a level in which nobody in combat sports had ever gotten it before sure. ever. Um, you know, maybe, uh, well, okay. Probably no women. I'm sure that Muhammad Ali and a lot of the people back in, in the days when they had to go through a lot of the stuff that they were going through to a more accel accelerated degree got more grief, but also social media now, all that. I'm not surprised that she's acting like this. I thought that that Bray Wyatt post was so ridiculous. No, no, people wanted Bray Wyatt to not suck. They wanted the booking to not suck. They wanted the the character to make sense. They wanted the the storyline to be good. That's what they wanted. Like and I think I even posted at the time I said it's a lot easier to chant we want Wyatt as opposed to we want creatively satisfying booking for Bray Wyatt who just got fired by WWE. <laughs> that, that's, that's not there's not a good cadence for that, Jim. <laughs> Although that would be awesome. But yeah, and I, and I guess just so I'm not taking it out of context, her exact uh, description was ungrateful idiots. That's what she said on Twitter on, on August 3rd. I'm going to read a quote from her on that Facebook stream on February 6th. This is the quote. She said, it's hard not to take it personally from the fans because I don't go out there as, I mean, I do go out there as a character, but I'm also actually Ronda Rousey. I don't play Ronda Rousey on television. So sometimes I take it personally from the fans. Um, 
And that that is tough. I, I've mentioned this before. Like, she is Ronda Rousey, the character, on screen. When she goes home, she's Ronda Rousey, the person. Right. And if she goes to the supermarket and sees somebody that watches WWE, there's a 50-50 chance that they'll respond to her as Ronda Rousey, the character, or Ronda Rousey, the human. For sure. We've talked about this before, and no one, no one is seeing Roman Reigns calling him Joe. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just kind of how it is. Uh, okay, next question related to this. We know Charlotte Ronda's a bad idea. Vince Man might be the only person that doesn't know that. We know it's a bad idea. We know the live crowd at WrestleMania is going to be really hard on the match. Do you think they inject a third person, maybe Sasha Banks, into the match at WrestleMania? Well, Sasha was not factored into Charlotte's WrestleMania plans as of the Royal Rumble. I don't know if the, the or not as of the Royal Rumble, as of uh, her injury, rather, the, the one in early January. So I don't know if the wheels were already in motion for Rousey then, mm-hmm. but um, it wouldn't surprise me, no, because WWE has been very reactionary to that over the last seven years. Like Brock and Roman, well, you throw in Seth Rollins. Batista and Randy Orton, there's Brian Danielson. Uh Becky and Rhonda, well, there's Charlotte, and they didn't even get reactionary for that. Mm-hmm. Like that, that wasn't reactionary. That was just them making a stupid decision. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we had Brian Danielson added to uh, the WrestleMania match last year, Roman Reigns and Edge. So, I mean, this has happened constantly. So, I do think that it's possible that that'll happen. Yeah. Okay. Now, as far as Ronda Rousey goes, I mean, obviously, she doesn't need to be in WWE. You know, I mean, she she's made her money by all accounts. She doesn't live a lavish lifestyle. You know, she lives on a farm with her husband. She doesn't need to do this. She's coming across on television like she doesn't want to be there. And so, yeah. what's your what do you, what's your take on this? Why why do you think she chose four months after having a baby? Yeah, I'm going to come back for the Rumble. I'm going to come back for WrestleMania when she doesn't look happy to be there at all. I think that is I. I th- I do think it's reality blending into to the art, so to speak. But I think she does want to be there because she doesn't need the money. No, she's she's made forever, mm-hmm. made on licensing and all that stuff. Like she's she's set. So mm-hmm. I think she does want to be there. Um, I can't really explain this except for from a character point. I don't know if she grasps that end of it as much as she does the in ring. There's been speculation that she wanted to follow in the steps of her mom because her mom, after she had Rhonda's older sister, was back uh, competing in judo, I think something like eight months later. Sure. Uh, so the speculation that she wanted to do that to kind of follow the footsteps of her mom, maybe that's it. I don't know. My, my last question about Rhonda, do you think she'd benefit from a mouthpiece? Because they're giving her these scripted promos that are terrible. Uh, and Rhonda, even though, you know, Rhonda's, she's, she's pretty quick witted and like, she's, you know, yeah. when you see her in regular interviews, she's pretty good. But when it comes to, you know, regurgitating scripted shit, she's not good. Do you think she could benefit from a mouthpiece? Maybe Paul Heyman. I think she could have benefited from a mouthpiece the first time around like that, that promo promo. I just remember the term lamenting. <laughs> I was like, Oh boy. Oh boy. Meanwhile, you got Becky Lynch posting this gem on Twitter right now. Quote, Work so hard, your heroes become your rivals. Then become so good, Ric Flair loses his mind every time you breathe. End quote. Becky Lynch, February 2022. That's your competition. That's that's the, that's what you're building to. And that she's spectacular. That is the big match you build to. Yeah. Is Ronda, yeah. Becky. I understand why they didn't do it this go around, because they want to do it next year in L.A. and have probably the biggest WrestleMania in history mm-hmm. uh, in Hollywood and L.A. Mm-hmm. and all that stuff. 
Ah, <sighs> man. And we got Matt Reichel saying, very scared the crowd in Jack- Dallas is going to hijack Ronda Charlotte. 100%. And look forward to the reckless speculation today. So in some some instances, I don't think it's necessarily hijacking. If it's something that nobody's asking for, relatively speaking, not literally speaking, mm-hmm. then, I, I mean, nobody asked for Randy Orton and Batista in mm-hmm. 2014. And you can say they hijacked it. Well, I mean, they just voiced their their opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you remember, even then, there were so many people says, but the casuals, but the casuals. I am not of this belief that there are some fabled group of people that don't watch the show that suddenly would if a different representation of, like, star was put on the screen. Like, I feel like casual fans would probably like the same thing hardcore fans like if hardcore fans like big e and brian danielson and people like that kenny Mm -hmm. omega i get the feeling that people who aren't into the show if they had a potential to get into it would probably reflect those same viewing tendencies because good tv is usually good tv as subjective as it may be i mean i think casuals are either channel flippers or they're the people that when Ross says, hey, we're doing a 25th anniversary special and we're going to have Hogan and Austin, they're the ones that tune in for that. And channel flippers, channel flipping doesn't exist anymore. Unless maybe you're I in a hotel. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, 400, 500,000 people couldn't use the TV guide this week to find Raw <laughs> on sci-fi. It's I like, should thought one three wasn't terrible because people are creatures yeah, of good. habit. Yeah. Good on, good on sci-fi, but like. Like the way that my thing's set up, like I, I'm there. I know to look for Raw on the TV guide, but right. like also it'll DVR it automatically as well. So I'll, I'll get that start afterwards. It, it's always fascinating to me how many people are just like, well, it's too difficult to turn on this TV and track down this show. And it, it's it's just a common thing with people. It's like, oh, it's on sci-fi. They're absolutely going to lose 400,000 viewers this week. That's just That's just how it is. Rob's fashion and expressive reality says with the teases where uh, here and there with Sasha and Charlotte, that was never the plan. Uh, was there ever a plan for Sasha at Mania? Not that I had heard of. Um, and they expected her to be sidelined a little bit longer than she was. Uh, but as of the injury, I was just told that Sasha was not Charlotte's WrestleMania plan. I don't know if it was before, but I know that Charlotte was pushing for that Ronda Rousey match. Like in November, I was told that that mm-hmm. was happening. And I was like, well, a lot of people can push for it, but will it happen? I mean, smart on her to push for, you know, the biggest star in women's wrestling. Yeah. At least JoJo, in name value. JoJo says, what's Rick's obsession with Becky? Obnoxious. Aff. Well, she uses the man and she is his daughter's. Competition. Competition, rival, friendly rival sometimes. I mean, I, I see where Rick, is. I don't want to say I see where Rick is coming from because I don't. I think it's weird. But, um it's very transparent, like what his issue has been with her. It's also a way to keep himself relevant too. Yeah. You know, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it is. And the man thing for sure, but he wants to keep himself relevant. I want to say one other thing about, you know, somebody said uh, the fans hijacking Ronda Charlotte. I do think the fans are going to give him a hard time. And I think Ronda's the absolute last wrestler that you want in there. If the fans are going to give her a hard time, but at least she's in there with Charlotte. Who's used to it. Yeah. And so Charlotte's a good opponent for her to be able to kind of keep her, you know, keep her on the path because she's accustomed to the fan reaction. So that's the one positive. Fan Twinblade said casuals don't matter. The core matters. To me, if you create a great show for your core, more people learn about it. That's uh, that's what I've always been a belief of. 
Brent says, how is there no wrestling podcast called Rex Spec? I don't understand the reference. <laughs> What's it called? What do you say? Spec. Rex Spec. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and, hey, hey, hey. Stop oh, sorry, transitioning. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go Stop ahead. transitioning. It's okay. Mike I'm just going to sit here with I'm going to sit here with Kofi. You go ahead. Well, you know what? Kofi's in Toronto right now, Jimmy. Really? You, you've got you've got him right there. You got him right ah. there. But fortunately for him, he's not going to face region blocking for his favorite shows. Not with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Because my cat, Kofi, you know what? He subscribes to, to funny cat video subscription services. But they're not available in Canada. Oh, wait. Yes, they are now. Now that he uses the NordVPN.com slash Fightful plan, you get an additional month for free. You know what? He can subscribe Jimmy, stop shilling the magazine while we're doing this. Get a job, Jimmy. I'm reading good What's content. I'm reading that's good a, content. That's offensive to our primary sponsor. Get a job. I love NordVPN. Get, get up there. Kofi loves the NordVPN. Kofi loves NordVPN. Loves NordVPN.com slash Fightful. He's a very fast cat, so he wants the fastest VPN service that there is. And fortunately, that's NordVPN. When he's going to, to Jimmy's office, he doesn't trust the Wi-Fi there. He doesn't trust it at his hotel or in the airport and restaurants. So NordVPN protects him on all of his devices. Smartphone, even his router, his laptop, his desktop, smartphone, all that good stuff. He can access content from over 59 different countries by changing his virtual location with just one click. Look at him. He's so cute. He's wearing his mask. He's staying safe, and you want to stay safe with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. This will end up paying for itself when you save money by subscribing to those subscription services through other countries, if you know what I mean. And how about this? No risk. 30-day money-back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. What do you have in your hand, Jimmy? Don't you remember this? No. So Sammy, Sammy did this for charity. Oh, okay, I just couldn't see. It's yeah, like, I know the lights make it hard. The lights make yeah. it hard. Sami Zayn did that for charity, and my wife knows that I happen to be partial to Sami Zayn, so she got me this as a gift because proceeds went to charity. Brent Lockman says, "Rex spec, reckless speculation, uh, reckless ah. speculation." Just like just putting the whole term out there, but like I thought maybe he meant Rex Sport. Like I was sure what he meant. Sport. I don't know. Get your super chats and your humper chats in. A reminder, at 4 p.m. Eastern, I will recklessly speculate on just the rumors that people have been dropping in my inbox. Uh, Melissa wants more cat, cat content, please. And, and I want to take a second to put over Sami Zayn because what a gem that guy is. Mm-hmm. The, the timeline thing he did, Knoxville. I assume they're going to do Knoxville. They're going to do Knoxville Sammy at Mania, right? I'm sure. I would think I would think maybe a tag match. I can't imagine. Yes, we talked about that. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sami Zayn is a treasure, and and uh, and the word that they resigned him. What a great resigning because he's a treasure. There's so much more they can do with him, but what he's doing right now is excellent with Knoxville. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, Uh, we've got Mike Straw Media saying to piggyback off the Briscoes to AEW question. Do you think possible interest in them could be stalled after the Kendrick thing coming back to light? Yes, I do. I think a lot of things that people have said um, in the past will come back and haunt them. And I think that the Briscoes, uh, I'd be surprised if they came in at this point, but Mm. I've seen crazier things happen. So Elimination Chamber, there's a lot of talk now, a lot of speculation that Brock Lesnar is going to win back the WWE title 
in Saudi Arabia, leading to title versus title with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. It it makes so much lack of sense on so many levels. First off, Mania is two nights. You want a men's world title match on both nights. That's obvious. But then all the other, why lose it to Bobby Lashley to begin with? Just so they could get the Brock Lesnar thing in the Rumble? Because he could have done it anyway to get the Roman Reigns title shot, but he was owed the title shot from day one. Whole thing's convoluted. What have you heard about speculation that Brock Lesnar is going to win back the WWE title and Mania is going to be title for title? They almost never tell talent until the day of. Almost never. Because, I mean, I mean look, they didn't even know he was going to win the title until the day of. It's just the most dumb thing. He, he won the title by pinning the champion in a That's match right. he wasn't scheduled for. He lost it three weeks later, mm. got an immediate rematch, which doesn't exist anymore, won the Royal Rumble. So this is them doing all this, doing all this just to get where they were going to go anyway. And I'm okay with like quick title changes and stuff like that, but it objectively hurt Big E. Mm-hmm. It made the Royal Rumble significantly more predictable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Royal Rumble was a mess anyway. And where does that leave you with Lashley? I mean, if Lashley loses, what, maybe let's say Seth Rollins pins Lashley in the Elimination Chamber. Okay, there's your Mania match. You know what I mean? Yes, but who who would care? Yeah, who I, agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. It doesn't need a title at all. Like it doesn't need title for title. You got to have a your world, your WWE champion night one, your Universal champion night two. I'm assuming that they want to go like Ronda Charlotte night one main event. And that's fine. Open night one with the WWE title match. Yeah. But you should whoa, have it whoa. on show. This guy, Pro Wrestling Unlimited, says, Bobby earned the rematch of the Royal Rumble, winning a four-way on Raw. Not Bobby. Not Bobby. Talking about Brock. Homeboy. Yeah, we're talking about Brock, yeah. Brock lost Bobby's, his Bobby's title. the champion, yeah. Brock, Brock lost his title yeah. and walked into Raw the next day and said, hey, I know I'm going to challenge Roman Reigns, yeah. but by the way, I want your title too, even though the rematch clause doesn't exist anymore. Woof. Yeah, and I want to ask your thoughts on Lashley for a second. So at the Rumble, when he went out for the match with Brock, did you see him playing the babyface, Sean? This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Did you see him, you know, slapping hands on the way to the ring? 
I I didn't. I was I was there. I, oh, I was okay. at the I thought, Royal I, Rumble. Or do you mean uh, at Raw? No, the Rumble when he went oh, out no, for the I match. I couldn't see anything. I didn't know if you watched it back on video yet or not. So Lashley went out slapping hands. And I thought yeah. that's interesting because there's been no official babyface turn and MVP still his mouthpiece, but he went out there slapping hands. And I thought that's very interesting. So I wonder, cause if they, we talked about Bobby Lashley before, if they can tell you who Bobby Lashley is and if they can play off the real guy and the military background and the amateur wrestling background and the MMA background, very articulate, very intelligent, entrepreneurial spirit, all of it. If they play off of that stuff, you've got a babyface champion, but he never had an official term, but he absolutely went out there slapping hands like a babyface. So I was going to ask your thoughts on that, especially when MVP still is mouthpiece. I'm okay with it, with Bobby Lashley doing it um, because it was his hometown. I Maybe hate, that's why. Uh, yeah, that is that is why they, they mentioned it. Um, but I like it when he when people go to their hometown and they they act like they're from there and they don't immediately heal them. I love that. He he got a mega star reaction on Monday. I thought they did the right thing with Bobby Lashley there. Interesting. All right. Uh Shane McMahon. So more has come out about the rumble debacle. Uh Randy Orton. Here comes the money. I'll, I'll tell I'll tell you exactly how it went down. I'll yep. tell you exactly how it went down. Okay. So Shane McMahon had been making all these changes. This story first broken on FightfulSelect.com, so please subscribe and support our, our coverage. And see Sean's speculation later about and the yes, AEW my speculation, which is seeming less like speculation at this point. Uh, um, Shane McMahon was supposed to come out at 29. Randy Orton was supposed to come out at 28. Randy Orton was at the curtain, ready to walk through at 28. Here comes the money hits. Now, in the days prior, I had been told he was given a pretty, that he gave Shane McMahon a pretty obvious verbal cue that he was not going to go out at 28 at that point. And Shane McMahon was not happy. Not at Shane, not at Randy or anything, just in general. Like, Shane was like, what the hell? I'm not yeah. supposed to go out yet. I have since found out that it was literally Randy Orton rolling on the floor, laughing his ass off. He fell to the floor, laughing hysterically, and Shane was like, well... I better get out there yeah. and was like, this isn't my fucking number. Yeah. Pardon my language. And uh, yeah, we're, it seemed like Orton responded very, very well because initially when I heard that, I was like, is Orton like, get your ass out there. But the, people made it very clear that Orton, like if Shane could have had his way, they probably just switched the music. Right. And uh, instead Randy Orton fell on the ground and laughed. So, was that simply a music miscue or had Shane been playing to be 28? So Shane hadn't earlier been playing 28 and changed it. Do it was know, an or? error. Randy Orton was going to go out at 28. Yeah. Yeah. But it hadn't been a change where earlier in the day, Shane was 28, that kind of thing. I mean, that could have happened, but I know that Randy Orton was supposed to be 28 as yeah. of the time, like things were changing as, as people were going through the curtain. There were people that, um, that, didn't know who they were supposed to eliminate when they went out there. So right. it was, it was a mess. And a lot of that was because of the, the last minute changes that were made. And how did Shane end up in that position? I, I realized, you know, the owner's his dad, but how did he end up in a position where he's one of the guys producing arguably the biggest match of the year? Oh, he's, he's helped produce it the last three years, even when he hasn't been around for a while after that, like he wasn't around for a while after the Fox debut, but he still came in and produced the Royal rumble. 
I would imagine it's just because he's been around so many of them for so long. Okay. And uh, yeah, and on the women's side, they didn't have TJ Wilson helping them, the former Tyson kid. So that was that was difficult as well. Um, I, I had heard these were a couple of the most difficult Royal Rumbles that a lot of people had ever seen produced. And I guess that leads me to the morale story. Uh, you oh, wrote yeah. a story about morale in WWE. What can you say about that? After the Royal Rumble, um, man, people were coming out of the woodwork in WWE. All experience levels, like veterans, rookies, people at the top of the card, bottom of the card, on TV, off TV. I had a lot of people talking, including several people that I had never spoken with before. Hmm. And morale was a big issue. Continuity was a big issue. There were people that the same thing even echoed by top people was it feels like only a few people matter and what they have will make at least a little bit of sense. This stuff does matter to everybody that I talk to everybody that I talk to wants a more sensible show. They want a show to make more sense. The term I use a lot is cohesiveness. That isn't a term that anybody there used, but that's just a, a catch all that I use a cohesive show that makes sense where people look good, where people are promoted effectively. Uh, and there are a lot of people that feel like they have pitched things to Vince McMahon and higher ups. And not only were what they pitched not done, but then it was like almost something out of spite happened. And then months later, it goes right back to what they had pitched. And they're like, well, we're going to go with it. And I had a couple of people say, well, then by, by that time, what I had pitched didn't make sense. Because it, it wasn't effective at that spot. So um, it is it is unlike anything I've experienced since I have covered WWE. Now, I have seen some other companies that have had as bad, if not worse, morale in the past. Like TNA Wrestling several years ago when I was first getting into breaking news. It was worse than it is now. But I, I actually talked to one person that said that they, they, the attitude that they see from a lot of people is like it feels like they're going walking into a dead-end a dead job. Mm. and listen, I know how a lot of people feel. They, they, they're like, oh, well, they're making all this money. They're making all this money isn't everything. It sure helps. I mean, it helps to be in a creatively unsatisfying position when you make money, but again, you can't necessarily uh, gauge that. Now, I want to address this fucking moron in our comments saying WWE makes 1 billion and all of a sudden morale is low right when AEW can't hit 1 million views on Punk MJF hmm what a coincidence buddy i'm begging you begging you get a fucking clue get a clue they, these people came to me ahead of the quarterly the story dropped before the financials and before the ratings like i had it pinned done good to go yeah, but it doesn't, it, it's irrelevant anyway because the talent doesn't see that. Yes. Like they, 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 they can report a billion dollars in revenue for the year. The talent's not getting a bonus on that. Yes. Doesn't make a difference. I, I use my wife as a gauge <sighs> a lot. I talk about my, my wife as, a, as my gauge. S uh, Friday night, I put SmackDown on and Big E's in the ring on SmackDown with Kofi. My wife sitting next to me and she goes, Poor Big E. Yeah. And also, just to clarify, that dropped uh, maybe 15 minutes after overnights would have dropped for AEW and a half an hour before the financial results would have dropped for 
WWE. So yeah, I mean, to me yeah, the no. timeline. To me, the timeline doesn't matter anyway because yeah, sure. again, if anything, I think it would make morale worse when they report a billion dollars in revenue and sure. the talent is not getting a cut or a bonus or anything. Well, and, the, and the there, executives no, will get a will get it will get the dividend. There's no job security there either. There's yeah. zero job security in WWE. Um, now there are some people that have taken new deals or raises and they're like, well, it's worth it for me to just stay on this deal. And if I get fired in six months, I wasn't going to make this money anywhere else. Right. Uh, Brent Lockman says Thurston broke down on the podcast this week, said that 10% of the revenue goes to talent. Whew. Man. What's UFC? Do you know what UFC is? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Cause I, head. there used to be a knock that UFC was even worse than WWE. That used to be a knock. Sure it is. UFC is one of the worst. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, well, that's interesting. I want to take a second to actually put over the mitts. Okay. So Will Washington, who does Grapsity on Saturdays for us, he posted a photo on Twitter, I believe from Raw. And Will was sitting opposite the hard camera. So he was sitting, you know, when you're watching on TV and all the people are, are behind the, the hard camera. What they've been doing on Raw, because they haven't been filling the buildings, they've been moving people opposite the hard camera so that it looks full. Yeah, on television, and then the people uh, where the hard camera is, it's been a little bit light on crowd. So sure. Will Will posted a photo so that you could see where the hard camera was. There weren't a lot of people there. He didn't post that to show you the the attendance. He posted that to show you that the guys in the ring when they were cutting a promo were looking straight ahead at where the hard camera was, and they weren't paying attention to the rest of the arena. Yes. And Will's point was oh, always an issue with studio wrestling too. You're you're working to a curtain instead of the audience around you. It's very yes. weird. So Will's Will's point was, you know, you should work the audience because from his perspective, he was looking at their backs the whole time, right? Yeah. So his his point was they should work the audience and let the camera find you. And I want to put over the Miz because I watched the Miz on Raw this week. He was in the same way with the Mysterios. And I watched the Miz on Raw and I thought to myself, this guy is so underrated as an improvisational promo guy, not just a promo guy, an improvisational promo guy, because he sat there and he listened. And when the crowd would react to something, he worked it. You know what I mean? He, whatever sure. he was saying, he would pause, let the crowd react, work it. And he didn't just look at the hard camera. He looked at this side. He looked at this side. He got up from his chair. He turned around and looked behind him. He did such a good job of working the whole crowd. Mm -hmm. And such a good job of listening to him and reacted to him. And I feel like that is a lost art today because Ronda Rousey being the example, they're being told by WWE officials, here's your promo and, and recite it word for word. And they do it. And the Miz is one of the few guys, Becky Lynch being another one. They're the few that can, they can just wing it. They can improvise. They can listen. They can react. And it's a lost art. And, and it makes the show better. Whether you like the Miz or you hate the Miz, I would rather watch the Miz promo than just about any other guy on the roster because of the fact that he can improvise and he listens to the crowd and reacts to him. It's, it's, it's an important skill set. It is. Uh, I, I like that, that he does that. I wish they would let the people find the camera or the camera find people more that way. The crowd is a little more interactive. Uh, we've got a bunch of super chats. Jay Holler says some of the names of this debut seem like people are trolling, buying out Ali or Jay White's contracts, Ryback. What? It ain't Ryback, buddy. It is not right. And they're not, there's no contracts getting bought out. That's not happening. Uh, Wild Boy says, thank you, Sean, Jimmy, and the Fightful Faithful who donated to my GoFundMe. I wouldn't be getting a furnace installed tomorrow if it weren't for you. We appreciate you, buddy. We hope you're feeling better. We hope you're doing better and staying warm. 
Uh, ab- absolutely. You've supported us for a very, very long time. So we appreciate you. Bear Hudson says, I was hearing Apple wanted to buy ESPN or WWE in 2023 or 2024 to start their streaming service. How viable is this deal? Will Bobby retain at Chamber? Apple's got a streaming service. I was going to say, what? To start I watch the streaming stuff on service. The, I watch stuff on it all the time. Shout out yeah. to my friend Chandler who gave me his login. Uh, <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, what it's it, they've got one. Not to not to ridicule you or anything, but they've they've got one. Yeah, it's called Apple Apple TV Plus. Apple Plus. It's good. Uh, Morning show. It's a good show. Yeah. Check it out. We got Mister Andrew saying. Um, so, do you guys think that fans are fickle and change their opinion too much to be considered a trustworthy source? Been seeing that a lot towards Rhonda. Those are who you cater to. Your audience is who you cater to. It's it's her presentation. So because because again, you know what I I have seen her debut match at WrestleMania, Sean, her and Kurt Triple H and Stephanie. I've probably seen that match ten times. Yeah, and Ronda was exceptional. Stephanie was really good too, and deserves a lot of credit because she did really well in her role in that match. But Ronda was so good in that match, and the crowd reaction, everything. It was just it was just fantastic. It's her presentation. It's the word for word scripted bullshit promos they're making her cut that make the chat, the crowd do the what chance because they're stupid and Rhonda can't handle the what chant. And then yeah. she kind of loses her mental focus. And that's when she kind of starts to fall apart. If not for all of that, I think that if they said to Rhonda, here's some bullets and go out there and make sure that you get these things across, but otherwise say whatever the hell you want. I think she'd be in a much different spot sure. than she is because of the scripted bullshit that they make her. Well, you know, no matter what spot she's in, she could use NordVPN.com slash fightful and, she wouldn't have to worry about price discrimination. Josh Trevanis says, how's Canada doing with the Ottawa BS? What's that? Uh, yeah. Uh, our prime minister needs to get out of hiding and handle it. That's all I'm going to say about it. Wow. R26 says, late, but on the AEW booking problems, I don't feel like any of the current champions feel like the most important or focused on person in their division, except maybe Jade Cargill. I agree with that, too. I, now... I think that a lot of screen time is going to the non-title stuff. And then it's just like, well, Brit's got whoever. Brit's actively not feuding with somebody. Like, her story is that she's not feuding with Thunder Rosa (laughs) or trying her best not to. Mm -hmm. Um, Hangman with Lance Archer. I I completely agree with that. Um, Yeah, man. that's that's. I would like to see that change. And maybe the trio's title wouldn't be the best in that sense. But we got... Huge anus <laughs> saying it's a shame that WWBS <laughs> overshadows some great performers. Sheamus, for example, has been brilliant for nearly two years now. Nobody talks about it. Same for KO, Zane, New Day. I got some good New Day news coming this week. Well, I don't know if it, it's news about them reuniting, why they split, stuff like that. But uh, FightfulSelect.com will have that. I agree. Sheamus, when they thought he was on borrowed time in the ring, has put mm-hmm. in some of his best work ever. And I, I will never take that guy for granted. I hate that they have him getting pissed thrown in his face and wrestling the same guy every week now. But in ring, he's so amazing. He is good. And I, I, I was talking with Sami Zayn earlier, so I disagree on him because they've given him Knoxville. Like, I think he's in a pretty prime spot right now. Yeah. But I agree on everybody else. Like, like, like New Day used to be the top merch seller in the company. And KO, he's 50-50 with Austin Theory. Like, I, I do agree on, on the creative for most of the guys. Uh, but I I'm, I really enjoy what Sammy's doing. I think Sammy's a lot of fun. Yeah. Give him his old music back, though. <laughs> Give him his old music back. 
And uh, Mr. CJ Lilly says, feel Rhonda will never get over until she apologizes for the F fighting stuff as it seems like she's attacking the industry fans that have long memories. That's just, that's her approach, unfortunately. What do you mean by F fighting? What's that mean? She she was not like, she didn't like fans, quite frankly. Uh. And wasn't big on, on the fight game or anything like that. I mean, and when you're as jaded as her, it's... It's quite understandable. What else you got, Jimmy? Uh, well, I think is it time to go to the list goes on so that we can get what? How? What did you refer to it? You referred to it as your uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. We're gonna make that the name of something. That's gonna be the name of like an article or or a podcast. Special. I, I did it. I did a reckless speculation. speculation podcast in the past. It did, did very you? well. It did very well. Yeah. Really? Yeah, okay, I did it on awesome. Fightful Select. It worked out really well. Uh, Dale so, Common says. I think it's a part of Rhonda's personality to uh, take these things apart. Her comments about how she handled the loss to home come to mind. There you go. Somebody says, well, bring it to overbooked. No, 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 no. That is a pay-per-view <laughs> show, my friend. People saying reckless spec. No, reckless speculation is the draw. If you say rec spec, I don't think a lot of people will know necessarily what it is. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was either. I had no there idea. I was I was thinking wreck like W R E C E C K. I was like, eh. But if you go to uh, fiveselect.com, the list goes on. I'm going to talk about WWE rights. Uh, I'm going to have some speculation that's not reckless, but I'm going to talk about WWE rights and the renewal coming up. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, NXT and main roster usage. We're going to talk a little bit about Lita versus Becky Lynch. And Sean's going to have reckless speculation about the surprise for AEW Dynamite tonight. So that's uh, fiveselect.com. The list goes on. Ash VPW, I saw that you sent a super chat, but the message was retracted. Thank you. Regardless, I'm going to check the Humper chats one more time. We got any? We got any late coming in? No, we don't. Tune in tonight, AEW post show. God damn it. CJ Lilly just sent a super chat. Thank you. We appreciate you. He says, Hey guys, I meant the fake fighting stuff. I can see uh, why they had Alexa carry the promos uh, and still not forgive her for the concussions. Yeah, that was bad. That was dumb to cut a promo and say, it's all fake. That was that buries the lead. It it mm. undermines what you're doing. Guys, until next time. Don't forget three o'clock Eastern time, Thursday three. the 10th, the cat cast. Check it out. It's gonna be fun. We're out. Show of the year. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.